Trading Nut, episode 150. So I funded it with $3,000. Um, it took me about a whole year to blow the account. A lot of people would have been very devastated about that, but I was very excited. The market's going to do something. Your job is not to fight it. The market never, ever runs away. It's always there. That personal diary of trading will make you a much better trader than... I could be right about the direction, but wrong about the trade. Don't focus on the monetary side. Trying to make too much money on a trade is what I have seen killed every trader. Your losses offer you some of the greatest insight you can find into your mistakes. Relax. Learn the process. Candlestick pattern trading is a freaking trap. Don't be in a rush to become a millionaire. Let the market tell you what the market wants to tell you. This podcast is not financial, trading, or investing advice of any kind. What's up traders, welcome to the 150th episode of Trading Now. I can't believe I'm this far into this journey. Uh, guys, today we've got Joe P up on the show. Now, Joe is also known as Fibs Don't Lie, Fibs Don't Lie. So, uh, guys, what's in front of you is 45 minutes of pure gold, absolute gold. Uh, we go over everything, his entire trading journey, and there's so many little nuggets in here, stories. You probably want to listen to this one over and over again. I really did like this interview. I thought it was fantastic. We talk about not just the 90-day challenge, which you'll see in the title, but also how we went from uh, making a bit of money trading to quitting his job, trading with multiple accounts, moving from Forex to gold to US 30, and like the fact that it took him, oh, actually, I won't tell you, just wait till the show kicks in and, you, and you'll hear that story as well. So guys, um, before we get into the show, it is the 150th episode and this show is made available for free because of the sponsors that I've got. So please, if you get a chance, go and check these guys out. We've got City Traders Imperium who offer a funded trader program. They uh, can pay you up to $4 million, not pay you, they can give you up to $4 million worth of capital and you get an up to a 70% profit split as well. So there's Mudrex as well who've come on board. Now these guys are in the crypto space. So if you're looking for an easy way to get into crypto, if you have missed the boat on crypto and want to find an easy way to get in where the experts are doing things for you, then go and check out their coin sets, their mints, which is new, and their algos. Also, Hanko Trade is another sponsor. Um, these guys are a Forex broker, MT4, MT5 platforms. I've got to say, their spreads and commissions are ridiculously low, and it's very hard to get that combination of both of them together, but you do get that with Hanko Trade. So guys, these guys are keeping the content free. Go and check them out. You're going to see their ads coming up in the show in a minute as well. Uh, now, Black Friday is coming up here this week for me and you and the rest of the world. Uh, I, I wasn't going to do anything, but I keep getting DMs from people saying, hey, God, hey, what are you doing for, for Black Friday? And so I'm going to do something for Black Friday. It's probably going to be the last time that I do it. Uh, if you guys do want to join this uh, promotion for my Robot Builders Club, then you're going to need to be quick. You're going to need to be subscribed to everything to see what pops up coming up this Friday. Uh, it's probably going to be Thursday for you guys because I my Friday starts earlier than the rest of the world. Now, uh, talking about my Robot Builders Club, the fake structure bot is up there for, and it's only available this November. It is only available this month, okay, November 2021. It's currently doing all right after three weeks. We've got profit. We've got a trade running at the moment that's um, probably going to close in profit from what I can see. And uh, you guys can go and check out those results over there on tradingnut.com. Robots, find the link to Robot Builders Club. And at the bottom of that page, there's a FX Blue 
uh, link as well so that you can go and see the charts and see how that thing's performing. Uh, so you also get that as part of the Black Friday offer that I'm going to release very soon. So guys, uh, the doors will be closing to the Robot Builders Club as well at some stage in the future. It's not going to be that far away, so this is the time to come on board and join those guys over there building fully or semi-automated trading robots. Last but not least, before we get into the show, Genius Trader is coming soon, so stay tuned for that. You ain't going to want to miss it. All right, guys, let's get on with the show with Joe P. Fibs don't lie. Hey folks, my sponsors, City Traders Imperium, have just launched some amazing changes to their funded trader program you got to check out. You can now skip the whole evaluation, trade gold as well as Forex, plus they've increased the drawdown you're allowed in both the evaluation and when funded. With CTI, it's even faster and easier to reach up to $4 million in funding with a 50-70% to 70% profit share. Click the link in the description to find out what else has changed. Alright folks, here we are on Trading Up. We've got Joe P in the house, aka Fibs Don't Lie. Welcome to the show, Joe. Hey, 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 how's it going? It's going well, mate. It's going well. Look, um, you started telling me the story of how you got into trading and I stopped you there because I know you're going to have to repeat it again for the show. So do you want to go back to rewind back to where you started off and and, and start from there? Definitely, definitely. So yeah, I currently reside in Tampa, Florida. However, I am originally from Boston, Massachusetts. My background is in IT and that's how I started getting into trading because I was working in my cubicle. I had plenty of downtime. And one of my friends had told me about stocks and he had mentioned how you can make profits from going long or going short. And that had actually intrigued me. And I went ahead and I started thinking, how can I fund my first trading account? And I had a motorcycle at the time, which I didn't really need because I also had a vehicle. And I went ahead and I sold the motorcycle. I funded my first trading account with um, Scott Trader, I believe again. Scott Trade, yeah, Scott Trade. Scott Trader, yeah. So I funded it with $3,000. It took me about a whole year to blow the account. A lot of people would have been very devastated about that, but I was very excited because it took 12 months to blow an account. So I went ahead and I started dabbling with other things. I was thinking, how can I actually trade um, more actively or how can I sculpt the market more or further? And I started reading up on trading oil and indices and all these other markets so I started looking into futures. I took a futures um, course, and that's when I actually started becoming profitable by reading the charts and not just by um, market um, patterns. So there's a big difference from trading stocks. A lot of the times when you trade stocks, you trade flags or pennants, et cetera, or regular retracements. But when you're actually trading futures or forest, for example, you're really dabbling with price action. And that's what really matters, price action. So that is actually when I really started becoming profitable, which was in 2017. Um, it took what about the, two what and a half. What was the futures course that you took? Can you remember? Joseph James. Joseph James, okay. Yeah, he's not very well known on social media. However, um, he's an older guy. He's amazing. Um, I paid for his full one-on-one coaching, training, everything. And that is actually the course that got me to where I am right now. I started freely being profitable with futures. And then I started getting on social media and you know, the hype in 2017, 2018 with Forex, I didn't know anything about Forex, but I was thinking, what if I apply the same, the same concepts that I have within futures on the forest market, it should be fairly, which it wasn't. 
because the market re reacts very, very differently. But um, it actually worked out. And from there, I started developing my own trading strategies and my own pattern since I had so much free time to give to the charts when I was in my cubicle and also when I moved down to Florida as well. Hey folks, just jumping in here now. This show is sponsored by Mudrix. Mudrix offers you three smart ways to make money from crypto. The first is coin sets, baskets of coins you can invest in based around themes and picked by experts. The second is algos. Choose from hundreds of robots that can trade crypto for you on autopilot. The third way is to create your own algos and tap into over 50,000 Mudrix investors. Click on my special referral link in the description below or the card above and get $25 when you join Mudrix today. Cool, awesome. And so, so when you did the twelve months and you 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 know went through your three grand, was that full time like stock trading, or you're working and balancing a job at the same time? So yeah, I still have my full time job working in IT. I was just in my cubicle right before working. I was trading nine thirty right when the bell opens. I was trading pennants. I was looking for for stocks that already had um, high volume. And they were already up above 15% for the day pre-market. So I will wait for the market to open, wait for a pennant, and just go ahead and take that trend. And so just for the guys that are at work in like, you know, possibly in this position, how did you go about this from a technical point of view of being able to see, uh, see the charts on a consistent basis and execute the trades? I mean, it was very, very difficult because if, you can work around, well, when it comes to stocks, you can work around um, trading and having your full-time job. But with stocks, it's really difficult because you have certain times of the day when you have high volume. And it is ideal for you to be on the market during that time. So it would sometimes interfere with my appointments that I had under the IT field and stuff like that. So that is one of the things that actually intrigued me about Forex, being able to trade the markets around the clock and that is why I actually base my course around trading Forex and indices and not stocks anymore because stocks became a hindrance for those that were working a nine to five. And what were the kinds of things in the, in the futures course that you picked up that got you profitable? Um, price action. And when, price you action. Say, when you say reading, price action, reading, what, yeah, what sort of detail around that? Reading every single candle. Every single candle would dictate where the next candle is going to follow with or four. So then that's when you start going from higher time frames. Everybody teaches that daily, four hour, one hour, etc. But really understanding candles, the time of the day also. And also if you're not having a day personally, a good day personally, you just don't want to trade. Because those are all factors that align together. Like for example, whenever you hear indicators or confluence, some people say confluence. I say confluence. So whenever you hear about indicators of confluence, people just immediately think about the chart. And that's not how it works. Your body, your emotions is an indicator as well. And that will let you know if you should be even trading that day. And, and it's like that. For example, today, today when I woke up, my energy wasn't, wasn't up there. So I kind of took a step back. I waited for half an hour to go by, an hour to go by, an hour and a half. And then I felt better than I saw a setup. And I went ahead and I took a long on US 30. It was a perfect setup. But I had to align the time frame, my technical analysis, also with my emotions. Because that is why a lot of people go wrong and they end up being too emotional on a trade. Also, if you're in a, on, on a drawdown or if it's consolidating and you no longer trust in your instincts, that is when you just want to take a step back 
measure your pulse. And by measuring your pulse, I don't mean literally, but I mean, uh, like, have accountability for yourself. How do you feel right now? Should you even be on a trade? Should you just close out the trade at break even or a small loss and go in and work out? You know, and one of the biggest things that I live my life by is um, I always think that your lifestyle habits, it would always dictate your trading performance. So if you live a life with, uh, well, I would say craziness, but I shouldn't say that because craziness doesn't really explain anything. But if you go to sleep like at any time of the day, if you eat anything, if your life is just, it's a fast life, you're not going to find consistency on the market. Because you yourself don't have any consistency. So that is something that also helped me a lot. Once I quit my job in Boston, Massachusetts, I got rid of my apartment, my car. I saved up money. I started doing Uber as well on the side. I was doing Lyft. I was renting out my car. I had a brand new Lexus. I was renting it out through Toro. And that's how I was able to save up enough money. I came with my wife and my two daughters to Florida. And I had confidence to do what I was supposed to do in the, on the charts because I, I had a very strict, disciplined life. It was always work, workout. I'm a pescatarian. I'm very strict with everything that I do in life, with my rules, with how I speak as well. You want to be very strict with all those little elements, and they actually propel onto your 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 um your PL at the end of the week or at the end of the month. So if you want to have consistency on the market, you also need to have consistency in your life. I like that. It's it, that's the first time I've actually heard this in 140-plus interviews on this show and then the, the 120 on the other show. Uh, anyone talk about the fact that, yeah, if you can try and get the consistency and routine in your own life and set those rules, it's going to help your trading. That That's fantastic, absolutely fantastic. And, and what you said before reminded me of last night for me. It was London Open, and I was going to jump on the on the charts and I was just knackered, and I was just like, I ended up going to sleep for an hour. <laughs> I didn't play an hour, which is which, seven, which seven is completely fine. Which is completely fine. Yeah, you know, if you, if you yeah. needed it, then that's fine. It was like seven p.m. and I had a big dinner, and I was like, so I was like, oh, just I'll close your eyes, sleep for an hour. Then I had a hot bath, and I, I, I don't know why I'm having lots of baths these days, um, but I had a hot bath and then a, a freezing cold shower. And then I jumped on the charts, and I did way better than I'd done the, the night before, uh, purely because I'd sort of reset my whole system before exactly. jumping in in front of the markets. Um, so valid point there. Now, you mentioned the next candle, uh, or the candle prior, like the, dictating the next candle. I mean, can you elaborate on any of the detail around that? All right. So, yeah, this is actually fairly common, but people just don't follow rules. And that is one of the biggest hindrances with, with everyone. And it's, for example, one of my favorite patterns on the higher time frame, like on the four hour or the daily, are twister tops and twister bottoms, basically engulfing candles. That is fairly simple, fairly, fairly simple. Once you have that confirmation, you go on the lower time frame on the 30 minute, one hour, the 15 minute, and you're going to follow suit with that trend. You know, if all your bias will continue to align with your confluence. And that and that is what I mean by searching for actual candles that will dictate the direction of the following candle. And I never seek to get huge days or massive moves. That is not how I trade. I like to enter a trade. For example, I mainly trade US 30. I've been trading US 30 faithfully for about two years. Before US 30, I was trading gold for about a year. And before that, I traded um, 
um, EU for about a year and a half. Before that, I did AU for another full year. So you see the consistency there? It was always sticking to one thing and just follow course, follow course with that one thing. And those are the things that will actually really align how you see the market, how you see the candles closing, what you should be looking for in the morning. And I can't remember right now, but I have this video in my course and I, uh, T, I believe it's called TC, TC something, TCP, I believe it, which is time frame confluence or oh, TCN time, um, time frame confluence and news. Those are the three key elements that you want to look for as well before you trade. So I used to have a sticky note on my desk, on my desktop, and that is what I had written down. So right before I enter, I make sure that my time frames are aligning. I make sure that my confluences are aligning and always look at your news feed. Make sure that you're not trading. That you, you want to be out of your trade uh, 15 to 20 minutes before news hits and at least half an hour after news hits. Mm. And if I will be in a trade and news is about to come out in the next 15 to 20 minutes, I would try to move my stops to break even if I'm already in profit. If not, I'll have a tight stop because when news comes out, you know, things could go either way. So those are little things that will actually get you to where you want to be. It's interesting. I mean, I was even thinking about it this morning, how news back in the day, like people had said, oh, you know, you want to check the news. I'd never check the news because I was just, I was too lazy. I was too lazy. I wouldn't do it. And now I always check the news and I'm like, why did it take me so long to get to that point? Because it was, it only takes a second. Like you chuck up Forex factory calendar, you see what time there is red news and that's about it. Right. And what pair it is. Have you, are you trading that pair? Takes about five seconds. So I'm not, I'm like, why did it take me so long to get to the point where I'll happily check? And I don't really, I don't really pay attention to fundamentals. I don't, I don't pay attention to fundamentals per se. However, I do just pay attention when there's news going to be released. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Now, uh, so you move from AU to EU to gold to US 30. Why, why the progression from in that direction? That is an amazing question. Amazing, amazing, amazing question. All right, so when I started with Forex, one of my buddies had told me, start with a pair that moves very slow so you can get used to it and how it moves. So that's why I started with AU. And also I was trading AU, obviously, um, during the evening here or the Asian session, which is here in Tampa, Florida. And I noticed that I had to stay up at night sometimes if I was in a trade. Or I was waking up during London to look at the charts and I didn't like that because I have a wife and you're not able to enjoy your night sleeping on the bed with your wife. You're actually here in your office looking at the charts and see what's going on. So those are one of the things that actually had me switch over to a pair that was trading during the New York session and EU tends to work also during the New York session. And after that, I feel that I always say this to my students, you need to earn the next instrument that you're going to trade you need to earn it um for example my nephew he's 17 years old and he just got into trading a few weeks ago and he's always sending me screenshots and he has been trading eu and a few days ago he traded gold and i told him take it easy take a step back and now you need to earn you need to earn that after you see your pnl after a few weeks or a few months then you graduate yourself to something that moves slightly faster more volatile something that requires more skill or or just experience, for example. 
I, I could trade gold and US 30, but I've been trading for almost eight years. That's very different from someone that just started a few months ago and they just want to go guns blazing into US 30 or gold. It cannot happen. You want to just graduate yourself up there. Nice. I love that. That's awesome. Um, now, you talked about time frames. I mean, what what time frames are you entering in on and what time frames are you doing your analysis on? Good question. All right. So my favorite time frame for US 30 for my nice um, long moves, which is trying to dictate the move for the day is 30 minute, one hour. That is where I run my fibs. And that is where I like to base my entries on the 30 minute and one hour. However, if I am scalping, then I'll be trading the one minute and the five minute, which is the same setups, but it's about 90% probability, but the risk to reward is one-to-one. So, you know, that's that's a double-edged sword right there. Like, if, do you want 90% accuracy with one-to-one ratio, or you want the 30-minute, which is more like a 80-75% accuracy, but you're getting a four-to-one, five-to-one, et cetera. So those are things that you want to decide on. And I always recommend having multiple accounts. I have a ton of trading accounts. I use the same broker, but I have a ton of trading accounts. I have one for string trading, one for scalping, one for day trading. I have a ton of different ones. And even for day trading, I have several of them. Once they reach a quota, then I make a withdraw and I go on to the next accounts. And that's how you can also measure your performance. You can measure whether certain setups are working better for you, whether you're better off scalping or being a day trader, because there's no right or wrong answer. It's just getting to know yourself. How do you work the best um, under that pressure from that time frame? Because each time frame will offer a different amount of pressure as well. Mm, awesome. So if you had to break your day up, I mean, what does it look like from a, a scalping to a swing trading or is it across a week? Is there a better explanation? Well, yeah, for the one minute and the five minute, you're just seeking for the pullback and taking profit at the next, uh, at the prior highs or lows, which is fairly simple. Pullback, you see the trend direction, pullback, the next highs or lows. On the 30 minute, you're seeing the bird's eye view because now you're looking at your analysis based on the four hour or the daily. So from there, you're able to really get 100, 150 or 200 points instead of just scalping 30 points to 50 points and having the same risk to reward um, ratio with that. So it all depends on the personality. I prefer to scalp and day trade. I am not the best swing trader out there. And I always, I like to be very transparent. That is why I cannot offer you the best um, solution for swing trading when I am not the best swing trader out there. I swing trade, I'll say two to three times a month. But it's not it's not my strongest suit. However, the 30 minute and day trading, that's why I sell at and scalping. If the market is is in tune with you, if the market is in tune with you, then you can start scalping the one minute and the five minute. I wouldn't say that it's always like that. I don't know if you look at US 30 or trade it, but for the past two weeks, I was stuck in confluence up there on 34 and around 34,000. And I was stuck up there for like a week and a half. So that is not a good time for you to be trying to take swing trades yeah. or trying to take day trades it's better for you to just scalp scalp those con- those consolidations because the consolidations are going to retest highs and lows and go right back retest high and lows and go right back so it all has to do as well with um the type of atmosphere that you're trading okay so so you're sort of like so if you had to 
construct your trading day up? Are you like going, what is the market giving me or looking like on US 30? Should I go and scalp it or should I like look for 30? Exactly. exactly. Oh, okay, right. Okay, cool. And from there, I open that account. I open my scalping account or my day trading account. And then I follow, I, I follow through with that. Okay, cool. And at the end of the month, I always like to evaluate myself. And at the end of the month, I see which one is performing the best. And I kind of stick to that for a few days because it seems like the market is ideal for day trading or ideal for um, scalping. So stick with that for a few days. After a few losses, if you see that there's a market shift, then you switch over to the next account and then you start trading that strategy. Cool. And and uh, how many trades a day on average? A great question as well. You have awesome questions. <laughs> All right, so let's go back a bit. In my course, I offer this program. It's called a 30-day challenge. I'm sorry, the 90-day challenge. And the 90-day challenge is for you to trade just one pair, one session, and one trade per day. And that is how you're able to really gauge your personality, get a, a you know, train your eye for the market, which what which is what you're going to see on a daily basis or almost on a daily basis. And I still trade like that till today's day. I still like to take one solid trade and be done for the day. I like to be done by 11.30 a.m. If I don't see anything between 8 in the morning, 9, 10, 10.30, I'll go work out, I'll read a book, I'll go meditate, I'll go relax. But I'm not going to stay on the charts seeking something else because my time frame is long overdue and you just want to stick with that one trade. Trust me, a lot of people get so desperate. Oh, one trade, that's not enough. Once your account grows, one trade will make up your regular weekly salary on a job. One trade will make up a monthly salary on a job. You want to take baby steps and you want to get there eventually. But one trade per day will offer you the discipline that nothing else is going to offer you, whether it's books, courses, mentorship with anyone. That type of discipline will not be offered anywhere else. Awesome. And so... uh, so Going back to how many trades you take a day, is it one or do you take take multiple trades? One. I take my okay. one one and done. Yeah. And so even if you're scalping, you'll just take one trade and you're you're done. If I'm scalping, I try to just take one and because it's a very short trade, that's the thing. Yeah. It's a very small setup and I always see it like this. Was there any profit today? Yes. And you want to be happy with that. Because mm. your profit for today could be a break even trade which is probably $10, you know, because you put the stops one or two pips above so you can make up for commission, et cetera. So your day could be $10 profit or $10,000 profit. As long as you have progress, that is where you feel like you're getting somewhere. And the next day you actually perform even better. Every day is not going to be a home run. So that, that's why I even treat my scalping accounts like that. I like to take the best, the best trade out there. I'll take it. On very few occasions, I'll take two trades, very, very, very few, but taking one trade is ideal. It's just going to be very small profit, but it's ideal because it's going to get you to the overall objective. Now, I can't remember if I asked this uh, earlier on or if you answered it, but did you move when you migrated from futures to Forex, did you... I suppose you're back on, you're back on futures again, really, aren't you? But um, you migrated from futures to forex. Did you have to alt or change or bring in anything from anything new to to trade the forex market versus the futures market? I mean, it was a whole different animal because when I was trading futures, I was using Ninja Trader, and I was trading futures via contracts, 
So you needed to have at least $9,000 in an account so you can trade at least minimum two to three contracts, et cetera, and grow from there. So now trading, I'm still trading futures, but with a, with a forest broker account, which I'm still trading with lots. So it's, it's still a whole different ballpark, but I love it just because even as I teach it, it shows people that you don't need a lot of capital. You don't need $9,000 to trade. Or even with stocks, let's talk about stocks. You don't need $25,000 to day trade, even though there's other platforms nowadays that allow you to trade stocks with less capital, but they come with a lot of fees and commissions. But it's not like that anymore. And that's the beauty of being able to trade with a forest broker or just on the on the forest field or just staying there. It just it, it, it gives the average Joe um, so much opportunities to grow an account and actually turn it into a career. Mm-hmm. Like, for example... When I started thinking about quitting my job, I was only making about $150 a day, $150, $200, $250. And that was giving me the adequate um, confidence to tell my wife, like, I um, think in a year and a half, I want to quit my job. Um, oh, yes. And I also want to move to Florida. <laughs> you know, that that's, <laughs> that's a tough one right there. It's not just quitting your job. It's actually moving to a completely different state. Basically, reinvent yourself. Change your whole paradigm of how you think. You know, and that's not easy. And also that allows you to grow as a person. So I think also with being consistent, being successful in life overall, it it comes with taking a lot of sacrifices, scary sacrifices, but they are very much needed in order for you to grow. How else can you grow if you stay in your comfort zone? Mm. And so so when you left your job, I mean, what were you making on a in a trading account versus at your, at your job? Oh, oh, good question. That was the thing. I was in the IT field and I was making roughly $200 a day. Um, and I was thinking if I can make between 150 or 300 a day trading, you know, accounting for the losses and stuff like that, that's enough to replace that income, which I, I later, I wouldn't recommend that right now as I learned. And after you having to pay taxes after that, it's not the same thing. You know, you want to be making at least, I would say at least roughly like $800 to 1000 before you even consider quitting your job. But I mean, it's all a matter of having that, that confidence that comes behind it. And for me, that was enough confidence. Being able to match my salary with my trading account, that was amazing. Plus having savings from doing Uber, renting on my car through Toro and having to catch the train to work, having cushion on my savings account to live at least for a whole year. And it allowed me to, to grow my account, right? And save even more money for that next year. So then I can really propel forward in life the second year. So then the second year, I was feeling better about myself. I'm like, okay, the savings, I don't even need them. Uh, my trading account is growing. And that's why I actually, at that point, I wasn't married yet. I got married in 2018. So then I told my wife, let's just use the savings and get married. Who cares? And then we did that and everything worked out perfectly. But it's all about confidence, how everything unravels ever so slowly. But confidence is the foundation of everything. And so, so moving to Florida, was that, was that more of a, I mean, I'm guessing from US, US, I know that, you know, that the Florida state, you pay less tax. Was it a tax related move or was no, it just purely um, a re- reinvention type thing? I was running away from the snow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the um, Boston it gets too wild during the during the winter, and you only really get two months of summer during the whole year. Two months of nice weather. 
So I was thinking Florida, even though I didn't know anyone here, I don't have any family, anyone whatsoever. Um, I just wanted to come to Florida because the weather looked nice. I came on vacation once with my wife the year prior to that. And I thought it was a nice place. So we started doing research, best schools, best hospitals, best areas. And boom, and we just came to Tampa. And awesome. I, I love it here. I love it. I love it. I recommend everyone to move to Tampa. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Within reason, um, yeah, yeah. A mate of mine lived in the Buffalo, and all these, all I saw were pictures, pictures of snow, and him shoveling it. So I think he was glad to get out of there. I think he was trying to get the forest. Yeah, snow is very pretty in picture. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, uh, so what do you think made you different from other people out there who are struggling and guys that have gone through your course, and you can see that they haven't made it for whatever reason? What do you think the differences are? Um. I put in a lot of hours on the chart. So one thing that helped me once I moved down to Florida was that you get like a slap on the face, like a reality check. It's like, okay, it's serious now. For the rest of your life, you need to be consistently profitable profitable in the market or you're just going to have to go back to Boston, get another IT job or something else. So the good thing about it was once I settled in Florida, my wife immediately found a job like within two weeks. Um, my daughters went to school and I was home alone all day, every day, which was something so different for me. I was always at work or at the gym or home in Boston. So now being alone, it was so weird. So I'm like, how am I going to keep myself entertained? Cause I'm done trading by 11 in the morning. And I just started studying and back testing and back testing and back testing. I back test a lot. I consider myself like a mad scientist when I backtest. I grab a notebook and I start backtesting different time frames, different times of the day, average stop loss for the average time frame, average winner for that time frame. What days of the week are do I have the most profit? What days of the week do I have the most losers? Do I have to eliminate trading on Fridays? Do I have to eliminate trading on Mondays? And I became a mad scientist with the charts. And that's how I actually developed my whole trading system. And I started recording my course because all my methods derive from me just staring at the market all day long. It might seem boring for a lot of people if they're not passionate about trading. But if you're passionate about trading, you would understand that hours will go by and you feel like it's just been like 15 minutes. And you start discovering so many things. When the EMAs cross, at this time of the day, you'll see this setup. And it just, everything starts clicking. It starts clicking. So I started, the main reason why I created my course was to teach myself in case I was to ever have a losing streak or derive outwards of my technique or my style. I started creating my trading course for myself. So if I ever do anything very dumb, I will study my videos and 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 basically snap back mm. you know it's like, a, like an airplane an airplane is always it's always trying to readjust mm. that's what an airplane does it's always readjusting and that's what i wanted to do wanted to do with myself if i ever encounter a losing streak was readjust yourself so i created a sequence of videos i shared it with my friends because i've always been having friday meetings either in person in boston or via zoom with my buddies because I was, I'm always trying to show all my family members about trading. It's like, you could do this with trading, you could do this. So that's how I started. That's how I learned how to teach. I was teaching my friends and family members first. Then they told me, you're dumb. You're always teaching us for free every Friday. 
And I told them, you know what? I'm going to create videos for myself and I'm going to share it with, your guy, with you guys. And they said, you should sell the video, the videos, of course. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to create a course. I'm going to finish it. I'm going to compile an entire course and I'm going to sell it for a dollar because I just want people to be able to pull out their wallets and at least pay something for it. Because people tend to appreciate something that they pay for, mm. right? Even if it's a dollar yep. instead of getting something for free. So that was the thing. I was telling my friends, I'm going to sell the course for a dollar. And that wasn't realistic. My wife was like, at least doing like $97 or something. And that was when I launched. I launched it for $97. And people started getting a lot of results very quickly with the course. And it went viral. I didn't know how that even happened. It was just me putting together into videos. And I was just, I was trying to be very fun. Like my my videos in my course are not just me going over charts. I draw on top of them. I do a lot of arrows, a lot of circles, a lot of boxes. It's, it's like cartoons. It's very intuitive. So it helps the average Joe be able to understand what I'm what I'm speaking about. And I did that for myself. If one day I feel like, God forbid, like get into a car accident and forget how to trade. It's like, I know how to revert back. I know what videos yeah, yeah. I got to watch to get back into my current condition. And that's how everything started. And it just propelled from there. And I became very creative with it and I have a lot of fun. And also it keeps you entertained. Remember what I mentioned about having all this free time after you're done trading and what's better than to be able to get on social media really quick and answer to DMs, which to you, it might seem like very simple questions, but to someone it's an eye opener or an aha moment and something that they really, really needed. Um, I think that it, it, it's an amazing thing. Awesome. It's funny you say that, like the, the sort of shifting off track, because I, I don't know how many times I've done that in the past, where like during the week, I'll have a great week, the weekend will happen, and I'll have two days of not being at the charts. And then the next week, I'm like, right, we had a great week, we should be good next week. And then I sort of veer off, and I can't, I can't get myself back. And then it's like, it's not even further anymore. Like, What's going on? It's like a golf <laughs> shot. Like that's just been hooked and it's just going into the bushes. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a great way to sort of bring back, you know, what you just avoid doing that, I suppose. Now, um, what about somebody who's out there? They're in a day job. Steps to get to the point of growing an account. What would you recommend for them? Oh, even better now since, like I mentioned, we're able to now trade forest and futures around the clock. Um, you want to also not just recommend, I wouldn't just, if you, let's say that you trade a nine to five, I'm talking about Eastern time here. Let's say that you trade a nine to five. Um, most people would just say, all right, so trade the Asian session and trade AU or trade the London session, EU or GJ or something like that. Um, it's not that simple because also every human performs at a different time of the day. So you're forever familiar with our glucose levels, right? Most humans get about three glucose spikes in the morning. So you're the smartest in the morning. Let's be by science, we are the smartest in the morning du- or during the morning time, like between nine and 1 p.m. Your glucose levels are spiking after you start thinking a lot and at work and driving to work, etc. Your glucose levels start decreasing and you don't become as smart or as alert. So those are things that you want to consider. Should you be trading before going to work or after work? That's something very, very, that's something very, very important. I've had a lot of students who actually quit their jobs and now trade full time. And I notice a pattern. They have been trading before going to work. 
So they will be they will be hitting stops or taking TPs right before arriving to work. And that is because their glu- they just woke up in the morning, your glucose levels are on 100%, and then they start decreasing as the day progress. If you're able to take a nap during the day, I take a nap every day. <laughs> After I'm done trading, I take a nap. Because I believe like even if you have a stop or break even or whatever, it kind of takes a toll on you sometimes. And I like to take, I'll take a 40-minute nap, I'll read a book and I meditate. But if you're not able to um, take a nap during the day, I don't think that the person should be trading the Asian session because you're a bit deprived from your glucose levels. And like I just, like I mentioned um, to my students, if you're feeling a little tired and you don't want to trade the Asian session, you know, you just grab a spoonful of honey, which is pure sugar, mm-hmm. take a spoonful of honey or restore your glucose levels. You'll feel a little bit better. And then from there, you can carry on and try to trade. But it's not just like a one size fits all for people to trade around their their schedule. It's also sometimes you want to do the trading right around your schedule. Not at the same time, because I'm not saying that you're going to steal money from your company and trade while you work. But you want to do it right around that peak hour that is efficient for you. Mm. Mm, nice. Uh, now, uh, thinking about a price chart, what three things would you recommend somebody study? And I think you've got to include fibs in here because we haven't really talked about it. Yes. <laughs> um, say the question again. Uh, what three things would you recommend uh, somebody go off and study on a price chart? Price chart, three things to study. All right, so I always narrow back to tweezer tops and tweezer bottoms. If you are new to trading, those are one of the main things that you want to look for. I don't like to just simply tell someone, oh, there's a double top, double bottom, or, you know, all the traditional stuff, you know, head and shoulders, or, you know, um, inverted head and shoulders, all the traditional stuff. I don't want to go by that because in reality, um, as you see it on a chart already happening, it's easy to say, oh, this is what happened. But when you're starting, you want to go by confirmation. Where did buyers struggle? Where did sellers struggle? So if you have for example, buyers stopping uh, closing a candle very strong, and then you have an engulfing one right after, which it confirms a tweezer top or an engulfing candle. Chances are that the sellers are now taking ownership of, of, of that price action. Sellers are taking ownership, so you want to go now to the lower time frame. Wait for that retracement. That's why I love the fibs because most people enter on the thirty-eight. Most people are familiar with all the fibs. Everybody uses fibs. Everybody uses them differently. That's the trick. That's the catch. And a lot of people enter on the 38. I rarely enter on the trade on the a trade on the 38. I like to wait for the 62 or which is 61A. I just changed some of the settings. And I like to wait for that entry because it's the deep retracement. And that is where everyone is setting their stops. Everyone enters on the 38, gets stopped out, and that is where you want to enter. You have minimal losses. So that is one of the main things that I would encourage every, everyone to do, which is Go on the daily or the four hour look for those engulfing candles. It seems very easy, easier said than done, as long as you have some back testing, you know, hours behind you. But I think that is very, very crucial. And it's all about keeping it simple. Um, I don't like to have more than like two or three confluence points. I feel that if you have too much confluence, you're just going to screw yourself over. That is just what's going to happen. So in my course, I have like over eight to 10 different confluence techniques but it's for you to pick which one suits you the best and just pick two to three of them. That's it, two to three. 
don't use more confluence, don't use the fibs and then channels and then EMAs and supporting resistance or supplying. It's too much. It's too much. You're confusing yourself. You're confusing yourself. You know, you're going to mess up the biggest indicator, which is yourself, you know? So I like to keep it very, very simple. Very, very simple. Now, now you've talked about a, a quite a good mindset hack, which is basically try and, you know, make your life like you're trading. Have you got any other tips that you could leave our listeners with around mindset mindset um i mean i think that that is one of the biggest ones uh, when i first moved to florida i became a vegan and then a pescatarian because i feel like your body needs a little bit of some type of meat but um those things actually help me a lot and i also meditate because when you meditate you're able to control your blood pressure and your stress levels and that cortisol you want to keep it very low so those are things that I really encourage. You don't have to be spiritual or anything like that or religious. And by meditating, I mean just sometimes just sit back, take a deep breath, and ask yourself, how, ask yourself, how do you feel today? How do you feel today? Oh, I feel good. And always position yourself in a way that you feel good. Like I have my office in my house has the biggest window. My office has the biggest window. It's for a main reason. Once I get into my office, I want to see all the pretty houses. I want to see the clear sky. And that makes me feel good. And then now I'm able to carry forth and, and you know, and be able to trade. You want to put yourself in the, in the correct mindset. And it's going to be a daily battle. It's not just like, oh, every day I think positive, I think good, and this is going to happen. It's a daily battle. You know, even like today, today I didn't feel that ideal to trade. I don't know why. It just sometimes you're not there 100%. But... If you're able to ask yourself, how do you feel? You're able to perform even better. Mm. Now, um, what about last question before we jump into the quick fire round? Uh, if there was one thing you recommend somebody spend the next month mastering, what would it be? <laughs> Great question. All right. So what's the biggest issue with everyone? With everyone, they don't set stop losses. No, that's why everyone blows accounts or most people blow accounts because they don't respect their stops. So what I, if I can encourage anyone for the next 30 days is let your stops hit. It's okay if you take crappy trades, or I encourage you to take a few cra- um, crappy trades for the next 30 days. Take crappy trades, because you letting yourself hit stops, you get accustomed to that, you get used to it. It's like, okay, stops hit, it's okay. My next trade, you make back some profit plus the loss from yesterday, and you keep it moving forward. Um, you keep moving forward. So those are things that you really want to learn, which is the biggest obstacle, setting stops. So the biggest thing that you should focus on, let my stop stop out. And then from there, you learn like, oh, it didn't really hurt me. You keep it moving and you keep growing from there. And also one of the things that I also do is once you hit like a six-figure trading account and you, your account gets fairly big, um, things change a bit within your psychology and everything changes. I learned this from one of my buddies and he always tells me, I don't risk on on any day. I don't risk more money than what I've made yesterday. So if I made yesterday forty five hundred and my stock today was at four thousand, I'm not gonna let it surpass forty five because I don't want to be backtracked more than one day. Mm. If anything, I just backtrack myself one day. One thing, one day worth of work wiped out. That is okay. I can live with that. However, can you live with a whole month being wiped out or uh, six months? That's painful, you know? So that is something that I actually been doing myself. You know, if I had a certain profit yesterday, I don't risk any more than that. Even if my risk parameters for today allows me to risk more, 
I don't race more than what I just what I made yesterday, and that actually works fairly fairly well. Yeah, it's good. There's good little tip there, guys, and also mastering your stop loss being hit is a great tip. Yeah. Now, quick fire round. Uh, how long did it take you to go from newbie to consistently profitable? Um, it took me about two and a half years. Two years, two and a half. Yeah, I was dabbling with signals, with stocks, then futures, and I was doing both. And that is actually what sidetracked me a bit. If I could go back in time, I think I think things could have been a lot smoother if you just do like something like I offer, like in the program, the ninety day challenge. That would help you actually, you know, see some type of result, like at least within a year. But it took me two and a half years or so. What's your favorite entry setup? Oh my God, entry setup is actually one of my personal um, strategies and it's called the EMA cross first bounce. So I use the 14 EMA, 50 SMA, 200 EMA. I use those three because 14 EMA, it has additional mathematical formula and that is why it moves pretty fast. 200 EMA as well moves pretty fast. However, the 50 is just a simple so the, the the 50 has a lag to it. It doesn't have the additional mathematical formula. And by having that, every time that it crosses the 14 and the 50, it gives you more confirmation. Now, that push that happened, that lag on the market going up or down, upon that cross and that confirmation, did it break any structure? And that is the lag that is ideal to run your fibs. And that is one of my golden strategies. It's called um, EMA cross first bounce that is one of my favorite all-time ones nice um now what about strategies for exiting or managing trades oh great question all right so this this there's this other technique that i use i call it devil's advocate and it means let's put it very simple you see a bullish market you run your fibs going up you're waiting for the retracement so you can take a long right you're on the one hour all right, where are you going to take profit? You can obviously use the fibs to take profit. How about now you go on a daily time frame and run the fibs the opposite direction? That's why I call it devil's advocate. Oh, yeah. Now I'll run the fibs on the opposite direction, and those are going to be major zones of rejection, and that is where you might want to take your last TP. So that is, that is where I like to take my profit. Awesome. I like that. Nice. Um, very clever. Now, what about a recommended trading book or resource? Um, I don't read a lot of books on trading. However, I love books on psychology and trading psychology. So there's this book is called um, The Daily Trading Coach. I forgot the name of the author, but it's The Daily Trading Coach. It's a pretty big book. However, I highly recommend it. Think about it. The guy is a psychologist, and he became a trader himself. Right. That says it all. Yeah. That says yeah. it all. He, well, really we'll teaches it. You how to, he really teaches you how to get in there, and it's nothing about technical analysis. It's just your mindset, your childhood, anything that that any remnants on your mind that might linger there that will prevent you from being successful, even in life, let alone the charts and stuff like that. It's an amazing book. Cool. We'll, we'll, we'll link that up in the show notes. We'll find a, find out who the author is as well. What's your preferred broker and trading platform? I use Coinex. And I use Coinex for the simple fact that serial spreads on US 30. Their yeah. spreads are not amazing with Forex. However, with US 30, 
It's amazing. It's amazing, amazing, amazing. Several, several spreads and it's one in 500 leverage, which I don't recommend anyone to use 500, but um, it's, I love that. I like to be able to enter a trade and I'm immediately either at a, on a very small loss or profit instead of having this commission loss and then getting into profit. So Coinex is my favorite. I don't promote them or anything like that. I just like to share with um, everyone that asks me what broker I use. Hey folks, ever wonder what broker I use? Well, I use Hanko Trade. It was a no-brainer because I was looking for a broker with good trading conditions and one that wouldn't restrict my leverage. Now, by joining Hanko Trade, I've also cut down my trading costs significantly with their super low commission of just $1 per 100k. You can learn more at hankotrade.com or just click the link I've put in the description. Uh, do you want to walk us through your worst ever trade? Um, simple. Uh, just like everyone, and that following your stops. Um, I remember that's when I first moved down here and I was doing very good and I ended up having a $12,000 loss and that kind of shattered me a little bit and it took me about a month and a half to get back on track and those are the hits that actually make you grow, make you a better person and I always see it like this, why does it matter the amount of money that I'm losing today if I'm going to make it all back tomorrow tenfold, Mm -hmm. right? So that was my worst trade and it was because I just started anticipating that I was going to go my direction, just like everyone else anticipating. And at this point I was a profitable trader, but I just got very cocky with that trade. I guess I got very, very cocky and you learn your lesson. You learn how to just take it down a notch. Don't expect every trade to hit TP two, three, four, five. A lot of my trades just hit TP one and two. And I'm very happy with that. I am happy. My account is growing um, and I'm living a good life, and that's what matters. Awesome. Well, look, uh, last question before, uh, sorry, if you could you leave our listeners with one piece of advice? One piece of advice? It's like I said earlier, focus on your lifestyle. Focus on your lifestyle. Whatever you do with your lifestyle, that's going to propel forward on your trading account. So being very adamant about the times that you're going to sleep, the time that you wake up, how serious are you taking trading? Are you doing the same thing over and over and over? Which is, speaking about good habits, doing the same thing over and over and over. And that's how you, it, it becomes very predictable how you trade or even how you speak to people on the street, how you live your life, very predictable. You, If you're a good person, you're a good person. If you have good habits, you have good habits. And that's something that a lot of people are winging, which they just live their life like, oh, whatever. Um, I'm just going to do this. Today, I don't feel like going to the gym. It's okay. Well, guess what? Today, I didn't feel like running and I went to go run five miles, you know? So <laughs> it, it's things like that, you know, be very disciplined, about your personal life because it will propel forward on your trading account. Awesome. Uh, now, before we wrap up, what's the best way for the traders to get hold of you? Fibs don't lie. Instagram, Fibs don't lie. I am very active. I always respond to my DMs or I try to get to all of them. Um, on YouTube, I'm not too active there, which is also Fibs don't lie. I have a few videos. I also share my one-minute scalping technique, which a lot of people have um, put in into good use and they have shown me their amazing results. But um, Instagram is the best way to um, actually contact me. Well, look, a big thank you to Joe P, a.k.a. Fibs Don't Lie, for sharing with us today. Everything we discussed here, along with all those links, are going to be in the show notes. To find them, simply search for probably Joe or Fibs Don't Lie in the search box on tradingnut.com. Until next time, I wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. All right, folks, so there we have an interview with Joe Dunn and Dusted. I told you it was a good one, right? Now, what I didn't tell you at the start of the show was that Joe recorded a video for the channel where he breaks down a strategy he's been trading for the last eight months on the US 30. Now, this is what he's 
called uh, a beginner's kind of newbie kind of strategy. So it's something that anyone can pick up. It's very mechanical uh, and it looks damn awesome. So go and check that out on the YouTube channel there on tradingnut.com or on the website or links underneath the podcast. Um, Now, also remember, go check out my sponsors after listening to this. They're keeping the content free. Black Friday offer coming up soon. Stay tuned for that. Fake Structure Bot available this November. If you want to get access to it, then head over to tradingnut.com. Find the robots link in the top. Join my Robot Builders Club, probably on the Black Friday offer. You can also find out more about how that bot's performing in the live market on the test that's running on the Robot Builders Club page. And last but not least, Genius Trader coming soon, so stay tuned for that. We'll see you in the next episode.